This is God's word. This is God speaking to me. I am who God says I am. I can do what God says I can do. I will become everything God has promised. I'm saved, healed, delivered, redeemed. I'm blessed, victorious, prosperous, triumphant. I'm a minister of God, a servant of Christ, and a channel of His blessing to many people. I receive His word. I believe His word. And I live by His word. Christ is my master. And to Him, I am an absolute surrender. In Jesus' name, amen. I want us to take some time this morning and continue on next Sunday in talking about honor in the house. Honor in the house. How do we honor the house of the Lord? I think there is inside each one of us uh, an innate desire or maybe just an innate expression of honor for the house of the Lord. Uh, nobody has really tell us very much that uh, there is a certain reverence that we must attribute to the house of the Lord. Many of us, and, and in different cultures, we express honor in different ways around the world. Honor to the house of the Lord. We express it in different ways. In some places, you must leave your slippers, your footwear outside before you enter in. It's fine. Other places, you have to wear white if you're coming in. doesn't matter what you wear the rest of the week. On that day, they're coming into the house of the Lord. You have to wear white. Just a sign of honor to the house of the Lord. In some places, you're not allowed to wear gold in the house of the Lord. I remember this was many, many years ago. Uh, as a young evangelist, young man traveling, preaching, doing conferences, I was, uh, happened to be in Cochin at that time, uh, preaching in a certain Pentecostal uh, denomination. I went to do a three-day minister's conference and crusade, and uh, I usually wear a belt, and that time I had, happened to have a gold-colored buckle. It was not gold, just gold-colored, right? So I arrive in Cochin, arrive at this, uh, this Pentecostal church setting, and they see me wearing this gold-colored buckle, and the organizer takes me behind, and he says, you know, we do not wear gold inside. I said, this is not gold. No, no, no. It's got gold color. <laughs> so you have to take it off. You, know, you can't go inside with that. For me, it was fine. You know, first of all, an opportunity to get in and preach in that denomination there. So there's no problem for me to take it off. But I found it so funny because this isn't gold. It's just gold colored and still I have to take it off, you know. <laughs> I just when I go in and I come out, I wear it, wear it again, you know. <laughs> so anyway, so in different cultures around the world, in different parts of the world, people have different expressions of showing honor to the house of the Lord. And all of that is fine. And you choose to do what you feel is appropriate for your expression of honor to the house of the Lord. But what I want us to understand this morning and continuing on into next Sunday, what is true honor for the house of the Lord? And all these other things are literally, you know, actually don't even matter. I don't think God says, oh, she's wearing gold today. You know, she doesn't honor me. <laughs> I don't think God even bothers looking at that. You know, but we create uh, so much of uh, emphasis on such things. But we must come to understand what is true honor 
for the house of the Lord. So let's begin, first of all, by understanding what is the house of the Lord. What is God's house? You and I understand that God's house is much more than the building in which we assemble. Now, now, it's important to take care of the building. We all like to have a clean place. We like to have clean chairs to sit on. Uh, you know, a well-fitted auditorium. Sound must be good. You should be able to hear clearly, see clearly. All those things are important. I'm not diminishing the value of any of these. But you and I understand that the house of the Lord is much more than the facility in which we gather. The house of the Lord is really God's people inhabited by God's presence. That is the house of the Lord. First Peter chapter 2 and verse 5 says, You also, as living stones, are being built up a spiritual house. You, God's people, you are living stones. And you are built into a spiritual house. So what is God's house? It is God's people inhabited by God's presence. The same thing is reflected for us in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 21 and 22. It says, In whom the whole building, being fitted together, grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are being built together for the dwelling place of God in the Spirit. The whole building that is under construction right now, which, is, which eventually will become the holy temple of God, what is it? It says, you are being built to become a dwelling place of God. So what is God's temple? What is the temple of the Lord? What is the house of the Lord? It's God's people inhabited by God's presence. So here's what I want us to understand. That to truly honor the house of the Lord, there are two things. You and I must truly honor God's people. And second, we must honor God's presence. That is true honor to the house of the Lord. Amen? To truly honor God's house, we must honor God's people and God's presence. That is true honor. That is giving, truly giving honor to the house of the Lord. So this morning, I want to talk about giving honor to God's people. And, you know, we must create a culture of honor in God's house. We must have a culture where all of us honor the house of the Lord. And first part of honoring the house of the Lord is honoring God's people. And there are three aspects to this. One is God's people must honor God's leaders. Second, God's leaders must honor God's people. And third, God's people must honor each other. When we do that, we are really honoring the house of the Lord's. You can have your footwear on, you can have your gold on, your makeup on, everything on. And if you're able to honor the people of God, you are truly honoring God's house. Amen? That is true honor. So let's talk about the first part, God's people honoring God's leaders. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 12 and 13... Paul writes this to the Thessalonians. He says, And we urge you, brethren, to recognize those who labor among you and are over you. That means they are your leaders in the Lord and admonish you. They encourage you. And to esteem them very highly 
Hold them in high regard, honor them, esteem them very highly in love for their works' sake. Be at peace among yourselves. So he's saying, Thessalonians, I want to encourage something in you. I want to create a culture of honor among you. I want you to recognize your spiritual leaders, those who are serving you, and hold them in high regard, esteem them highly for the work they are doing among you. Give honor. To God's leaders. See, no, that's why, you know, when, whenever we welcome a guest speaker, we have you all stand up. Why? Just as a sign of honor. It's not part of our order of service. Congregation may now arise. Now call the guest speaker. It's not because of that. It's because we want to show honor to that man or woman of God who's coming up to minister to us. It's a sign of honor. And the Bible teaches us that God's people must honor God's servants. When Paul is writing to Timothy in First and Second Timothy, these are two pastoral epistles uh, to teach Timothy how to pastor the local church in Ephesus. And in First Timothy chapter three and verse fifteen, Paul is telling Timothy, "Timothy, I'm not sure when I will get there to you." He says, uh, "If I am delayed, I write." So that you may know how you ought to conduct yourself in the house of God. So Timothy, whatever I'm writing to you in First and Second Timothy is instruction for you on how to behave in the house of the Lord. It's instructions. Which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of truth. And in that epistle over in chapter 5, 1 Timothy chapter 5, verses 17 to 19... Here is Paul's instruction on how, you know, one aspect, one certain aspect of, of how to behave in the house of God. Verse 17, 1 Timothy 5, he says, Let the elders, the spiritual leaders, who rule well, who lead well, be counted worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in the word and doctrine. For the scripture says, You will not muzzle an ox which, while it treads out the grain. And the laborer is worthy of his wages. Do not receive an accusation against an elder, except it comes from two or three witnesses. And he says, let the leaders, spiritual leaders, who rule well, who lead well, you give them double honor. You see, there are many leaders, but there are few who lead well. And the ones who lead well, they are worthy of double honor. Give them great respect, double respect, he says. Because they are worthy of that honor. Just like the ox that while it's uh, helping you on the field, it's, it's free to eat of the, of the field. And the laborer is worthy of his wages. These leaders who rule well, who lead well, they are worthy of the double honor that you can give to them. Amen. So what does it mean to honor the house of God? You honor the men and the women of God that God has placed among your spiritual leaders. Give them double honor to give them respect, give them reverence. And so on. Now, we can express this honor in many ways. Like I was just talking to you about you know, us standing up and we invite a preacher, a man or woman of God to come and preach. We, we, it's our way of, as a congregation to show that we honor this person. Now, really, we need to separate, separate their humanness from their calling and gifting. What we are honoring is really their calling and gifting. We realize that they are as human as we are. They're no difference. As human as we are. And God's leaders also come with their own flaws and own weaknesses. 
And yet we are to count them or give them double honor for the gifting and the anointing and the expression of that gifting and anointing through their lives. So what are we honoring? We are honoring the gift of God and the anointing of God that God has placed on their lives. While we realize that they are still human. We are not elevating them to a place between God and us. No, they are as human as we are. But we are honoring the gift and the anointing that God has placed on their lives. Amen? And that is what we must honor. When you see a man or a woman of God, you realize that they are as feeble as you and I are. They are as frail as we are. They are as human as we are. But yet God in his sovereignty has chosen to place a special gift and a release a special anointing and give that person a special call. And that is what you stand in honor of. Amen? Now, let's talk about the second part where God's leaders have to honor God's people. So it's not all one way that, you know, just the people of God honor the, the leaders or the, the men and women of God. It also works the other way. God instructs his leaders to honor his people. Look at some scriptures there. In 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 2 to 4, Peter is writing to the elders or spiritual leaders here. And he tells them in verse 2, Shepherd the flock of God which is among you, serving as overseers, not by compulsion, but willingly, not for dishonest gain, but eagerly, nor as being lords over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that does not fade away. So he's telling the leaders, leaders, you have a responsibility towards the people. You've got to shepherd the flock of God. And this is how you do it. You do it by honoring these people. How do you honor them? It says, do it willingly. Do it not for dishonest gain. Do it not as being lords, as big bosses. You know, I am the spiritual leader. You've got to do everything I say. No, don't do it like that. Do it by setting an example. Really, the choice to lead by example is an expression of honor for the people of God. Because you honor them, you choose to model it first in your life. So he says, lead like this. Honor God's people this way. Back in 1 Timothy chapter 5, as Paul is giving instructions to Timothy on how he should conduct himself in the house of God, he says this in verses 1 to 3, 1 Timothy chapter 5. He says, Timothy, do not rebuke an older person. But exhort him as a father, younger men as brothers, older women as mothers, younger women as sisters with all purity, honor widows who are really widows. So Timothy, you have a responsibility towards the people. Older men, you got to treat them as fathers. Older women, treat them as mothers. Younger men, treat them as brothers. Younger women, treat them as sisters. Widows, who are genuinely widows, honor them. Meaning, Timothy, as a leader, you must express reverence, express honor towards the people that you're leading. And it must be related, you know, to their age and who they are. Express honor. So God's leaders must honor God's people. And that is an expression 
of honoring the house of the Lord. Amen? You know, how do you do this? For example, when you honor people by honoring their time. That's why I try to tell our services, you know, start at 10.30. Why? It's a matter of honor. People have made an effort. Some people have made an effort <laughs> to come shop at 10.30. And even if it's just a few, we need to honor the few. Amen. It's honoring their time. They made an effort to come at 10.30 because we told everybody service starts at 10.30. It's a matter of honor for us to start on time. Now, I know that things, unexpected things happen. Cables don't work and this thing, all those things. Happen. But, you know, it's a matter of honor. When you tell somebody, you give up somebody an appointment, you know, you find this in government offices all the time. They say, yeah, yeah, come tomorrow. What time? 10 o'clock. So you go there at 10 o'clock hoping to meet you're waiting, waiting, waiting. Two o'clock, he says, yeah, you come back tomorrow. So you waited from 10 to 2 just to hear him tell you, come back tomorrow. It's a total disrespect of your time. Total disrespect. He has no, he no value for your time. I know that you may not be a very important person, but you are a person. You have a life to live. And your time is valuable. So... When we treat people like this, when we don't honor their time, we're actually dishonoring them. So I make it a point. When people come and I say, you meet me at 10 o'clock. If they arrive in the office at 10 o'clock, whatever I'm doing, I have to meet them at 10. I don't like to keep them waiting for me. It's a sign of honor. I honor them by letting them come in and meet me at 10. Now I know that you know, sometimes unexpected things happen and, and emergencies happen. I know that. But in the normal course of things, you honor people by honoring their time. So you honor people by giving them preference. God's leaders must honor God's people. As leaders, we are responsible, you know, for, uh, for responding to the needs of people. And uh, I try to do it. And I know I cannot reply to every email and I cannot reply answer every phone call and that's why we have a staff we have a team uh, but our goal is to express honor to the people we are serving by trying to be as responsive to the emails and the letters and the calls for need and help that come because it's when we respond to it promptly we are saying you are important you're valuable no matter how small you are no matter how insignificant you may be when we respond, we are showing honor. We are giving honor to the people of God. Amen? And then the last part of it, which is God's people honoring one another. The Bible teaches us to honor each other. In Matthew, the 10th chapter, verses 40 to 42, it says, He who receives you, receives me, Jesus said. And he who receives me, receives him who sent me. He who receives a prophet in the name of a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. And he who receives a righteous man in the name of a righteous man will receive a righteous man's reward. And whoever gives one of these little ones only a cup of cold water in the name of a disciple, assuredly, I say to you, he shall by no means lose his reward. Jesus is saying, if anybody receives you in my name, they're actually receiving me. When you honor a fellow brother or a fellow sister, you're honoring the Lord himself. Amen? 
and you honor a prophet, a man of God, because he's a prophet of God, you receive a prophet's blessing. When you honor a righteous man, a good man, because he's a righteous man, you receive a righteous man's blessing. If you honor even the least of these, one little ones, because he's a disciple of Jesus, in the name of the Lord, you give him a cup of cold water, he says, you will receive a reward for doing that. Amen? Learn to honor one another. Whether they are prophets, whether they are godly, righteous people with a great testimony, or whether they are their least in the house of God. Whoever you honor, Jesus says, you will receive your rewards. Amen? How do we honor people? Some ways, the Bible says in Romans, in Romans 12.10, just to quickly talk about this. How do we honor people? Romans 12.10, he says, Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love, in honor, giving preference to one another. So when you give preference to the other person, you go first, please. You're giving honor. It's an expression of honor. Rather than, why did pastor call him to share his testimony before me? I have a better testimony. How many of us think like that? He says, don't do that. In honor, you prefer the other person. Say, I'm so glad that person went before me. You give honor. You're honoring one another that way. Give preference to one another. Another way you express honor. Philippians chapter 2 verse 3. He says, you know, don't do anything out of selfish ambition. Philippians 2 verse 3. Or conceit. But in lowliness of mind, esteem others better than yourself. So no competition in the house of God. When you start competing, you have begun to dishonor your brother and sister. I'm talking about the house of the Lord. Now, when you're out of the sports field, please compete. (laughs) But in the house of the Lord, it's not about competition. Let nothing be done out of selfish ambition or competition or wanting to promote self. The moment I get into Selfish ambition. Wanting to promote myself, I begin to dishonor the house of the Lord. So, although I may remove my footwear, and although I may wear all white, and though I may not wear any gold ornaments, if I am doing all this to promote myself, I am still dishonoring the house of the Lord. Amen? So as God's people, how do we honor the house of the Lord? By honoring each other. Honoring God's leaders. God's leaders honoring God's people. God's people honoring one another. Giving preference. Do nothing for self-promotion. Do nothing. Esteem the other person better than yourself in all things. It's you are honoring God's house. You're honoring God. Let me close with a few thoughts on the importance of honoring people. Number one, love follows honor. You can only truly love someone you honor. That's why, you know, that was so interesting. The Bible never tells wives, love your husbands. It only says, wives, respect your husbands. Why? Because when you respect, when you give honor, love follows. And the Bible tells husbands, you honor your wives. Give them also respect. You can only truly love someone you honor. Second, You can only receive through someone you honor. You can sit under the best anointed preacher or teacher. 
and, every, and very anointed, very gifted. They're, they're just sharing wonderful revelation. And all of that just rolls off you like water off a duck's back. The problem is not with the preacher. The problem is with your hearts. Because you can only receive through someone that you truly honor. If you say the message didn't make sense, you've got to check your heart up. Do you honor the preacher? Do you truly respect him? Because if you do not, you will not be able to receive through his life. Amen? Think about little kids in class, you know. If they don't like the teacher, the teacher could give the best explanation. They'll be looking out the window. Why? They don't honor the teacher. They don't like the teacher. They don't have any respect for the teacher. But the moment they like the teacher, they just soak in everything like a sponge. Why? You can only receive through someone you truly honor. Lastly, your honor of someone qualifies you to receive their spiritual blessing. Your honor of someone qualifies you to receive their spiritual blessing. If you receive a prophet in the name of a prophet, you'll receive a prophet's reward. The prophet brings a prophet's blessing, you'll receive it because you have received them with that honor of a prophet. If you receive a righteous man in the name of righteous man, you're honoring them you'll receive a righteous man's blessing. You honor even the little one of Jesus' disciples, you'll receive a blessing. So your honor of someone qualifies you to receive their spiritual blessing. What you respect, you will attract. What you disrespect, it will leave your life. There's an interesting story, and I close with this. In Genesis chapter 9, of Noah and his three sons. Now, Noah was a very righteous man. He lived a righteous life before God. And God used him with such great faith to build the ark that, that preserved both the human race and all of other God's creation through the flood. After the flood, they came back to land and uh, Noah put up a vineyard. And it's very likely that Noah did not understand the consequence of drinking a whole lot of wine. So he had this big vineyard, a lot of grapes, whatever. And I don't know what all happened. But Genesis chapter 9 verses 20 to 27 records that Noah drank too much of this thing and he got drunk. Now it happened only once. There is no record that he kept, get, kept on getting drunk, all right? So this must have been a pure accident. He was a righteous man. So here was Noah, the man of God. He was lying naked in his tent. And his son Ham comes, sees the nakedness of his father. He turns around. And he does not think twice about publicizing it. He goes and tells, hey, guys, man, oh, I don't know what all he said. That's why I'm not saying anything. You know? <laughs> Just joking. Whatever. He told his brothers, this is what's happening. Here's what his brothers did. They were men of honor. They said, we honor our father. Therefore, we refuse to see his nakedness. And not only we refuse to see, we will do what we can to cover his nakedness. So the two brothers took 
uh, a blanket. They walked backwards into the tents. And they covered their naked father. And walked out of the tents. They refused to see his nakedness. And they covered his nakedness. In the morning, Noah woke up. Got news of what was done. He called his two younger boys and he said, I bless you. The blessing of the father went on to those who honored the father. Nothing for the one who saw that nakedness and exposed it. When you honor someone, it qualifies you to receive their spiritual blessing. Amen. Why must I have honor for God's people? Because you can only truly love someone you honor. You can only receive through someone you honor. And when you honor someone, it qualifies you to receive the blessing that they bring into your life. Amen? Let's stand to our feet. I want us to pray about honoring one another. Because God's house is simply God's people inhabited by God's presence. And for me to honor the house of the Lord, I must honor God's people. Unfortunately, many times, because we are human, and because we don't even think about it, we have dishonored the house of God by dishonoring God's people. Either by the words we've spoken, by the things we have done, or by the things we have failed to do. So this morning, I just want you to take a few moments to pray before the Lord and and set some things right in our lives. Let's create a culture of honor in this house. We must learn to honor men and women of God. Learn to honor one another. And as leaders, we will do our utmost to honor God's people. Let's just take some time to pray. Father, we pray you'll forgive us. For the times we've dishonored the house of the Lord. By failing to honor your people. Whether it's the least, whether it's the little ones, Lord. The nobodies in the house. Or whether it's the righteous people. Or whether it's the prophets and men and women of God. That we fail to honor. We pray you'll forgive us. Create in us a sense of reverence, a sense of respect towards one another and towards the leaders that you have placed. Give us the grace, Lord, to prefer one another, to give preference to one another. Give us the grace, Lord, to root out selfish ambition. And competition. Give us the grace to walk with lowliness of minds, with humility, Lord, with one another. It's not about who's right and who's wrong, it's about honor. Because when we receive someone, when we honor someone, we are honoring you. We are honoring the one who sent them. 
Help us to separate out the humanness, Lord, from the gifting and calling and anointing that you've placed on your leaders. To honor them for their gift and call and anointing. Make us, Lord, a house of the Lord that will truly be inhabited by the presence of God. We thank you. bless you and keep you the lord make his face to shine upon you the lord be gracious to you and lift up his countenance on you and give you his peace in jesus name amen we trust that this message was a blessing to you we'd love to hear from you you can email us at contact at apcwo.org Also visit our website www.apcwo.org for additional resources. Thank you for listening and God bless you.